When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Sports Powered, as always, by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on YouTube, uh, typically Facebook, and also on Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline at A to Z Sports. Also hit us up and follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more great Titans coverage. Gathering our sponsors because we uh, need them to make it happen. They help you guys out. Uh, in your life as well. Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or online, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, you can get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. The Aura app, keeping you safe online. Uh, and you can get a two-week free trial with our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in Middle Tennessee, in Columbia, Murfreesboro, and Franklin. Their website is KrebsKubota.com. So we'll talk some about uh, Joe Burrow later on in the show. As Daryl says, Joe Burrow is probably going to throw for 400 yards on this defense. Bradley just gives us $2 just to give us $2. So thanks uh, to Bradley for that. Um, and Nick, congratulations. He's never had Facebook issues. Uh, so hopefully, uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll throw some shade uh, at the end of the show. I don't know if it's going to be Facebook or not. Andre says the Titans have more than two major issues. Uh, but I think if you're just isolating it and asking what are the Titans' two major issues, two biggest issues, uh, we have them identified. Uh, but first, Zach, let's hear from the head coach, Mike Vrabel, who had his Monday press conference yesterday and was asked out of the gates how much from yesterday's beatdown, is it my words, not Teresa Walker's, yesterday's beatdown by the Browns, 27-3, to 3, is fixable. Here's what the head coach said. I think there's a lot of things that um, are fixable, and, and obviously the, the, the execution has to be better. I think that's in, in all three phases, you know, when you lose – you know, that's how it is. And uh, certainly offensively, we have to, you know, remain, uh, understand who we are and how we have to stay efficient. And the difference in third and four and third and 10 or 11 is is critical. And I mean, just to our ability to uh, play the game in that fashion, much like we did um, against the Chargers, you know, we, we weren't able to do that consistently enough um, yesterday. So, you know, our ability to, to pick up and convert on possession downs at third and five or less, you know, is, is really good. And then the third and you know, 10 pluses are two for 25, and that's just too many third and longs. Yeah, too many third and longs, two for 25. Zach, that was one of your stats you brought up yesterday. Uh do you buy what Mike Vrabel's saying about there's a lot that, that, that is fixable at this point? 
I mean, yeah, every, yes, there are fixable things. So, and you know, as a head coach, you can't sit here and say, well, look, you know, we're with Titanic, we're sinking. It's three games in, we're going to quit. That's just not Mike Vrabel's mentality, nor should any head coach ever think that way. So I, I, I and I think he's proven that they've fixed a lot worse situations, Austin, in the past, right? I mean, you say doom and gloom when Derrick Henry broke his foot. I remember us on this show sitting there saying, what the hell are they going to do? When Ryan Tannehill went out and Malik Willis was going to have to step up, what the hell are they going to do? There's been so many different things that have been thrown their way. Taylor Lewan, oh no, they're 5-0, and oh, and then you know their left tackle goes down and he's out for the season. Oh no, what are they going to do? So they, they have encountered things throughout the course of the last several years. I think the difficult part is maneuvering through the roster now, Rand Carthon is a new general manager, right? You're used to John Robinson maneuvering through those waters, which John Robinson had some positives. He also had some negatives, right? Mm -hmm. Made some bad decisions at times, made some good decisions at times. He was a roster junkie, though, right? So he would go out and he'd find guys on the street, put some duct tape on them, put a Band-Aid on them, and throw them out there. And they would be sufficient for a period of time. It wasn't a, the ultimate fix. But, you know, you're one and two. There's some glaring issues. But, no, I, I think Mike Vrabel, to answer your question, should be saying the things that he's saying. And we can't sit here and, and not believe him because he's proven in a lot of times and bad and, and tough times, he's been able to get out of it much worse than one and two early yeah. on in the season when you have a lot of your roster still intact. Yeah, well, that's one thing I, I was going to bring up because you listed some of the adversity that Mike Vrabel's teams have overcome, like Derrick Henry's broken foot, Taylor Lewan's ACL tear the first go-around uh, in the 2020 season when they were 5-0. and And then you brought up Tannehill going out. They were able to beat the Texans. That's not a great achievement, but they were able to win without Tannehill with Malik Willis. They were able to, to do some things uh, with some players going down. Here's the problem. Titans are healthy. I mean, outside of Peter Skaronsky having an appendectomy, which is like the most un, you know, you, you can't like avoid an appendectomy. Like you're, if you're going to get appendicitis, you're going to get it. And then you're going to have to have surgery and then you got to work through it. But outside of that, they're healthy guys. And so the problem is they've got these two major issues with a healthy roster. Normally they've got issues because they're having to grab Terrence Mitchell off the couch or somebody else to play corner, or Andrew Adams to off a practice squad, or Josh Dobbs off a off a practice squad because of injuries. These guys are healthy, and so they're still having problems. And I think the two major issues we talked Zach a ton yesterday about the offensive line. I went in on Andre Dillard and how bad he was. And if you watch the Bengals play on Monday Night Football, we'll, we'll talk about Trey Hendrickson a little bit later, maybe. But ooh, uh, you've got another guy who can get. Uh, to the quarterback on the Bengals uh, front, and they've got a couple other guys too, so that's going to be tough. You've got Andre Dillard. you got the entire offensive line that was Derrick Henry having to average four yards after contact per carry just to average 1.7 for the entire game. Ryan Tannehill's been sacked 13 times already in three games. These are not winning formulas whatsoever. But then there's the other issue with the Titans, and that's – Supposed to be their best cornerback in Christian Fulton. And so I want to play what Mike Vrabel had to say about the Titans corner Christian Fulton uh, yesterday because it was uh, interesting to say the very least. But first, Zach, 
uh, tell everybody about uh, where you can, interestingly enough, save some money on health coverage with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, Farm Bureau Health Plans is where to go to get your new plan. I got my new plan, health, dental, vision, 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee, and it's very, very easy. All you have to do is take a health assessment. You give them a call. They ask you a bunch of questions. You, you answer them openly and honestly about your health. Health, and then all of a sudden, 24 to 48 hours later, you get a quote. And once you get a quote, it's up to you. It's your decision whether you should take that health plan. They've been doing it over 75 years. They're trusted in the state of Tennessee. We trust them. The Titans trust them. I mean, they 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 have partnerships throughout this state for a reason because they're a reputable organization. I am proud to endorse them because I use them and have for the last year plus, going up on two years. Health, dental, and vision, 200-plus locations. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. And with BetMGM, I was a big winner last night. I've already made a play on uh, the Tennessee-Cincinnati game coming up on Sunday. But with uh, BetMGM, you can always win big, and you can use our bonus code A-T-O-Z Sports to take advantage of a great first bet offer. That means you can get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. So go big with that first bet. That's with bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with the BetMGM app. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification, other requirements. Reward, first online rule money wager only. Rewards issued to knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem gamble support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So I mentioned that the two biggest issues, the offensive line, we knew that, and then the secondary really the cornerbacks because Christian Fulton has been a problem. Uh, so has Sean Murphy bunting to an extent as well. Uh, Mike Vrabel was asked specifically about the Bengals on um, the Browns, excuse me, last touchdown where it ended with Fulton and Amani hooker looking at each other with both hands in the air saying, I thought you were going to get the guy and I thought you were going to get the guy. And Amari Cooper was in the end zone for the easiest touchdown of his life. Here's what Mike Vrabel had to say about that play. And then, uh, the cornerback play as a whole. Yeah, it was a mis-execution. You know, Christian supposed to cover the guy. Mike, the exploits that you've given up defensively have all come against your pass defense. Is that a function of how good you are against the run, how much teams throw, and how much of it, when they do happen, is a guy making a play, maybe like Amari on the sideline yesterday? Okay, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think that there's um, – you know, unfortunately, that's the categories that we lump them into, right? Did did we just get beat? You know, were we in, you know, close proximity or maybe our technique was poor? Did we have a communication error? Like what occurred um, maybe in, in, against the Chargers or did we just have a, a, a mental error? Uh, like maybe what occurred yesterday at the end of the game, you know, just playing quarters coverage and, you know, thinking that Hook was going to take him. And, you know, that's – so, again, there's no easy answer to that. I, I apologize. I know that that's not what you're looking for. We, we know that, that that has to stop. You know, we talk about making them earn it. Um, you know, part of that is affecting the quarterback with, with a pass rush or getting them off the spot or when you do get them off the spot, being able to, to get them on the ground. So I think it all goes hand in hand. It's just not the – just not the guys in coverage. It's it's the guys up front, and that's how we have to look at it, and that's how we have to coach it. So, Zach, you know, Billy Jones says, ah, oh, his coach speak is getting old. 
I think Mike Vrabel in that minute and a half gave you a lot of information. What happened with the breakdown? They were in quarters coverage. It means all uh, two corners and two safeties got quarter of the field deep to the end zone. And Christian Fulton wasn't playing quarters covers, coverage because if he was, he would have kept running with the with the receiver going deep. Uh, and then you talk about, you know, Steve Lehman asked the question of, Amari Cooper made a play on the one that should have been a touchdown with the ref with the whistle early. He made a nice play as a receiver, probably got away with a push. It could have been an OPI, but he, but he got away with it. And then you have the one where Fulton just allowed the guy to get by him and he grabbed him and wrapped him up to get a PI to avoid a touchdown. That guy so was Amari Cooper. That, yeah. Amari Cooper is just that guy. <laughs> Sorry, uh, just... Fair. Uh, but uh, you know, I think Christian Fulton's obviously had a rough start to the year. Sean Murphy bunting. I feel like his feast or famine. He either makes a really good play in the run game forces a fumble has a nice PBU like he did against the chargers or he's getting pass interference or holding calls late in downs and giving the offense a, a new set of downs. Uh, so corners and X plays have been a problem for quite a while. I remember when the Titans decided to move on from Logan Ryan and the reasoning was, well, it's because the corner position is getting more vertical and you have to have vertical speed. Well, that was uh, after the 2019 season. And here we are uh, heading into October of 2023, and it's still a problem. Well, I waited 15 minutes into the show to bring up one name that I, I think trickle effects, right? Trickle down. It is trickled down from the miss of Caleb Farley as a first-round pick. Uh, because Christian Fulton is their top corner. He shouldn't be their top corner, but he is their top corner, right? And the problem with Christian Fulton is, at times, he has struggled, as we just talked about those times happened on Sunday against Amari Cooper, but he's also had hamstring issues. He's had injury issues, right, where he hasn't been available. That's cornerback one, CB1. Roger McCreary has been a nice draft pick, and I think yeah. he's aggressive in nature. I think that uh, you know th there's some positives with Roger McCreary, but he should be the third or fourth corner, right? That's This is the, the difficult situation that the miss slash whiff of Caleb Farley, who is not even, I mean, we're, he's not even a conversation of if he's good or bad. He's not even playing, right? Because of his right. injuries. And he had injury history before they drafted him. So it has vaulted Christian Fulton into a position that, probably Austin is is maybe too big for his britches. And I, I think that's kind of how I feel after seeing him play. Now, his rookie year, he made some unbelievable plays. He was when pretty he impressive. was out there. When he was out, when he was out year, there, though. Yeah, but his he wasn't rookie out year, there the entire that time. That was he got COVID once because that was 2020 COVID season. He got COVID once, he missed a few games, and then he had some type of soft tissue injury that he's continuously had. And uh, look, I, I want to say this because Christian Fulton has been objectively awful. So far this season, another thing I did not expect when watching Titans training camp through five plus weeks in the dead heat of Nashville, July and August, I was not expecting Christian Fulton to be objectively awful. There's another thing that I was not expecting that me and Sam are going to talk about tomorrow uh, on the morning show too. So get ready for that. Cause I want to dive into that, but Christian Fulton has been terrible. And so here are the stats, and this is, you know, Nick Suss of the Tennessee and put this together according to Pro Football Focus. Christian Fulton's passer rating against when targeted this year is a perfect 158.3. Quarterbacks are seven for eight for 165 
and a touchdown throwing against him per pro football focus. That doesn't allow, it doesn't even, uh, you know, go into the multiple penalties that Fulton has had. Uh, one on the second and long after Watson threw the ball backwards where he made contact with Cooper a little early. The one that I referenced uh, earlier a few minutes ago of grabbing uh, Cooper around the waist because he got flat out beaten, fooled on a double move. So, you know, Christian Fulton has been bad. Yeah, it's I'm not saying it's Fulton's fault, but uh, the Titans one win was when Christian Fulton was out with a hamstring injury against the Chargers. And so he he has got to be better because he is the most talented cornerback the Titans have on the roster. That's not not incorrect. He is the most but he's talented. incrementally gotten worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I want to play another video too. It, and Donald brings up it's his contract year. And Christian Fulton talked a big game because Zach, this was him early in training camp talking about what he was getting set to do in a contract. Uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, body feels good. Uh, I've just been excited, you know, about the work that I've been putting in, you know, since February. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to be back around the team, been around them the last two weeks or so. And, you know, everything's been good. You know, the vibe's been great. Just, you know, stand inside, just want to get some extra work in the uh, weight room. Uh, and that's what the coaches allow me. Uh, I mean, obviously with me not being on the field, you know, I just happen to, uh, you know, take the approach of doing everything I could off the field, whether that's film room, uh, eating better, you know, studying, you know, my body movements, you know, just talking with my training, you know, all of us being on the same page, you know, with me going forward into the season. I mean, it was big, you know, just to try new things. I mean, I feel like it's, um, everybody has their own way of doing things, you know, and everything doesn't work for everybody. Um, you know, I've been here, you know, the last two, three off seasons and, you know, I've had, you know, great, great time on the field, you know, being here. So I just wanted to try a different approach, you know, and see what it uh, gets me, you know, moving forward. Do you feel How like it got you to where you want to be right now, at least? Yeah, no, nah, definitely. I feel great. Um, I mean, it's important every year, you know, to have a great year. Um, I expect that of myself. So um, that was just my take on, you know, I wanted to do what I had to do. You know, to make sure I'm there for my team, you know, this upcoming year. Uh, I want to be out there. I will be out there 17 games. So um, that's the approach that I took. I will be out there for 17 games. Well, it took till week two for him to miss one, and then he's been awful since. You know, Christian Fulton invested a lot in his own career this offseason and the work that he put in. It's just completely not translated at all to success on the field through his first two games of the season. Well, we talk about that. This is a passing league and it, it has been a passing league for some time. Now it's not just new. Now the Titans are a running football team. They're not a passing football team. They haven't been a passing football team. Since maybe ever, uh, I'll just say ever Titans have never been a passing football team. They've always been a run first team. 2003 and 2004. 2003 and 2004. Doesn't count. We don't know the iPhone. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Right? iPhone (laughs) rules. It doesn't count. The last three games, and this is eye-opening, because the teams that they've faced in New Orleans, Los Angeles, and then Cleveland, the Saints had 12 passing first downs against the Titans. The Chargers had 14. The Browns had 12. That's a lot. You you sit there. I mean, that's 38 passing first downs in three games, guys. I did math on air, and I'm not supposed to do that. But that Mm -hmm. is 38 passing first downs 
against the Titans defense. You can't do that. But again, like that, but I also do feel like that, you know, that's going to happen. Like teams are going to gain yards on, and that, and that's been Vrabel's mentality too, is that they give up yards uh, a lot more than they give up points. And but no, you know, no, no, when no. What when that tells me, Austin, that is a glaring statistic no, because sure. that tells me they're not getting off the field on third no, down. I, no, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. But when the Titans are that good, and and we had did a show last uh, week, Zach, the Titans are historically good against the run. They have the best run defense in the last fifteen seasons plus, uh, over a seventeen game sliding stretch. The best in the entire NFL over a 17 game period. And that continued with what they did against the Browns, even though they lost. And so with this historically good run defense, you're going to give up first down somehow. And it is for the passing game, but their problems are they're just getting gashed uh, in some big spots and they're supposed to be top guys are giving up the plays. But let's face it though. Derek Carr, Justin Herbert and Deshaun Watson are good quarterbacks. They're They're not rookies throw quarterbacks too. Right. Right. They're not they're not inexperienced. They they are not novice. They're not elite. Right. I mean, to go both ends of the spectrum, but they're solid quarterbacks. They, they can make beat a lot you of with money. their arm. Yeah. Thirty six times they beat the Titan or thirty eight times. Excuse me. Thirty eight times they beat the Titans on third down with their arm. And. You know, the Chargers game was close. The Saints game was close. The Browns game was not, obviously. But Mm -hmm. uh, this is a, I think, where maybe Mike Vrabel, and this is kind of what we'll get into, is is this just what they are? You know, is this fixable? Can you go in there and change? Can Christian Fulton change? Can Sean Murphy Bunting change? Can, you know, Roger McCreary play like we've seen him play at times to be that aggressive ball hawk that is going to be kind of like a gnat, uh, yeah. a tear yeah. to wide receivers. That's how yeah. I look at McCreary. Yeah. Christian well, Fulton, I think, has deteriorated, as we've talked about. And I would agree with your uh, your your notion that Sean Murphy Bunning is feast or famine. Yeah, and you know, I, I said yesterday that I think DeAndre Hopkins is the one Titans offensive player you could absolve from fault uh, on Sunday against the Browns. I think Roger McCreary is probably in that conversation with Kevin Byard uh, on the defensive side of the football uh, for absolving them of any fault whatsoever. All right, so let's ask our first question of the day. Uh, as we, I think we've got a good one. What's more fixable? Because the two Titans problems are the offensive line and cornerbacks. What's more fixable? The Titans offensive line or the Titans corners. We'll get to all of your guys' comments here in a second because I'm sure this is going to be a good conversation. Uh, but first, Aura helps all of us stay safe online, but you got to take advantage of what Aura can do for you because Aura identified 30 data brokers who are selling my information and sharing my information uh, against my will to data brokers and other telemarketers and spammers and robocallers. Or Aura opted me out on my behalf of all of those 30 data brokers in five or six days after I signed up. It was so easy. All I did was sign up for the Aura app, which took two or three minutes. Uh, and five or six days later, done. I'm not getting robo calls and spam calls anymore. I get less junk mail in my email inbox too. That's just the beginning of what Aura can do. And we're going to give you a two-week free trial when you use our link, 
aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. It's in the YouTube description. It's super easy right there as well. Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for a two-week free trial to get rid of those data brokers from selling your information and then password managing and protecting, identity and credit theft monitoring too. So many different things, parental controls if you have young kids that are using your Wi-Fi and using devices too. Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for a great two-week free trial. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. You got games coming up as we are in the season. Use that bonus code ATOZ Sports and hook you up with BetMGM up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet misses, that is for new users. So when you sign up, we love BetMGM. Austin and I both use BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right. So we're asking the question. Which Titans major problem is more fixable? The offensive line or the cornerback play? Which is more fixable, the O-line or the corners? Uh, Zach, I'll send you to the chat to see what people on YouTube and Twitch are saying. Uh, Jaron says that Fulton will end up in Atlanta like uh, a lot of Titans have. Uh, I, look, I, I don't think you can jump jump there. The fact of the matter is, is Fulton's got to play better. I mean, and he would yeah. probably tell you that same thing. I know Mike Vrabel would tell you that. Uh-huh. Uh, so... Offensive line or, or corners, what is more fixable at, through three games? Uh, still a long way to go. Ayer says the offensive line is more fixable. So does Charlie. So does Noah. The Titans cornerbacks are more fixable for Steven. Offensive line from Jaron. The offensive line. Offensive line, 100%. Offensive line. Uh, the DV, D, DBs are easier to make a trade. So they're from Curtis. The corners. Uh, the corners from Lone Walker, 819. Offensive line from Patrick Bird. Offensive line from Noah. Nick says offensive line. Rooney says offensive line. So does Girth. Hello, ladies says corner. Tighten up says offensive line. Uh, Lou Man brings up the penalty problems, which the Titans have had some penalty I On issues. On both the O-line and the corners. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's not a great place, but that also tells you that there's been deficiencies, right? When you're, yeah. when you get penalties, you're doing stuff. I mean, the Amari Cooper example of just holding Christian Fulton had to do that. If you go back yeah. and watch that play, it would have been six points. It's kind of like just sacrifice it. It's uh, it's 15 yards or a spot penalty. And you, you just take it instead of six points. Yeah. The mistake on that play was not the PI. It was putting yourself in the position where the PI was your best play <laughs> you right. know, in that uh, spot. Nick says offensive line. Tiffany also says O-line. Will compliments us by telling us it's a difficult question. Uh-huh. Bork Borkington says offensive line. Only because Skaronsky played left tackle his entire life. So you still have the Skaronsky move that could help the Titans when they come back. Uh, or when he, whenever he comes back. We don't know when that uh, will be. You know, I, I think overall the chat definitely said offensive line. Where do you reside on this, Austin? I think the offensive line is more fixable right now. Well, not right now, this season. Because fixing the O-line, I don't think is truly going to happen until after the bye week. Because Peter Skronsky, he's missed two games with the appendectomy. I would expect him to miss the Bengals game. That would just be 14 days or, or 15 days after the appendectomy, then does he play against the Colts? Does he travel to London uh, on a long flight with an after, you know, a month after an appendectomy? That's to be seen. Then there's the bye week. After the bye week, I feel like Skaronsky should be back. 
in late October. That's October 29th against those pre-mentioned Falcons. Also, Nicholas Petit-Frere can be back on the field that same week against the Falcons. I think that's your, your timeline of fixing the offensive line because then you've got two pieces that can come back to allow you to do something to replace Andre Dillard if that's where Mike Vrabel wants to go. And so I think right now the offensive line this season has more options behind the current five with Dylan Radin's NPF and Skaronsky a part of it and Chris Hubbard too than what the secondary has. And Caleb says NPF also stinks. You know, I don't I don't disagree. But does he nah, look I do. I do. You do? NPF uh, yeah, NPF had a up and down starting with up and down rookie season. He's more experienced. He should be bigger. He should be stronger. He should be more techniqued. He should be coached better because he's had more coaching time. Right. I mean, uh, I, I think I, I don't, I can't sit here and say that NPF stinks. I don't, I don't believe that. I, I he may, he may come back and, and wet the bed, I, I, but I, think- I don't believe that. That is not my notion of NPF returning to the Titans. I think here's the, you remember Zach, when Taylor Lewan got suspended for the first four games, of the 2019 season. Right. Um, and he, uh, in that, how they worked that training camp, Dennis Kelly got the majority of first team reps, but Lewan was still getting some first team reps. NPF was out six games. Lewan just four NPF was not getting first team reps like at all. They had to figure out who it was going to be, right? Between uh, Jamarco Jones or Chris Hubbard, then Jones gets get kicked off the team. That was a different, unique situation. In, NPF right? wasn't getting second team reps. NPF was consistently getting third team right tackle reps uh, at this training camp, and he wasn't doing that great with them either. And go back and look and see. You don't have to go back because I'm not going to ask you to go back and watch second half preseason games. But when NPF was playing the second half of preseason, there were false starts. There were missed assignments. There was just flat out getting beat. I don't know if he was in his own head because of hurting the team by having a dumb suspension, like gambling at the, at the facility like that or what, but I'm not expecting a lot out of NPF, but I do think he can help you be better than what Andre Dillard's giving you. If NPF can be good enough to move Chris Hubbard to left tackle, who's had experience playing all across the offensive line, including left tackle, I think that makes you more versatile. And I think the combination of Hubbard and MPF at tackle could be better than, and have a higher ceiling than Dillard and Hubbard at your tackles. So I think you got to simplify this in two ways. Uh, Cornerbacks versus offensive line. The offensive line is we've talked about, they have the opportunity to get players back, right? Skaronsky and NPF could come back. You mentioned Hubbard, the possibility of him moving around. So the rating is key too, right? Different positions. Yeah. And that's not a good thing to say, but Raiden's is key. Uh, Raiden's. He's a second round pick. Remember guys. And he doesn't play football like that, or at least how he should play. I think there's the hope of change versus the corner position. The secondary are just going to have to play better. Right. I mean, Caleb Farley is not going to ride in on some white horse coming in and save the secondary. I can tell you that. That's not going to happen. Will not happen. So 
you don't have much help. You know, Dane Krukshank, I don't think he could come in here and save, you know, and be the white knight that comes in here and, and you know, saves a princess. I, I just don't think that that is, is realistic. Here's the other reason why, I guess, in this situation, I'm agreeing with you, Austin. Mm-hmm. It, it, the correct answer, it, the, the fix will come more with the offensive line than the corners because what teams are you facing, right? And you actually made me realize this yesterday. When you look at the yeah. Titans' schedule of premier pass rushers, it's not that bad. Now, they have not done well with Joey Bosa and Miles Garrett. You know, they have not. But And you Cam look- Jordan versus the Saints. Like, the Saints have a pretty strong old – the Saints have, like, an old man, like, grown-up strength front. Yeah, I mean, looming, you've got uh, – I mean, you've got T.J. Watt on the horizon. You've got Shaq Barrett, who's dominant. Trey Hendrickson, um, dude, just, just looked like a force against the backup tackle last night. Hendrickson, obviously, is solid. But now let's switch this over and look at the wide receivers that these corners are going to have to cover, right? Mm-hmm. The – the Bengals have two premier wide receivers, wouldn't you say, T. Higgins? Yeah, did, uh, well, so T. Higgins, I, <clears throat> T. Higgins, I know, was being evaluated for an injury at some point last night. I don't remember if he came back. I don't think he did. Fair. Let's say Jamar Chase. Okay. Uh, you go, you know, the Colts wide receivers are what they are, so I'm not even going to put that in there. If, the Gardner Minshew, have, if, Gardner, if Gardner Minshew's playing, then Michael Pittman's better. Right. I would agree with that. The yeah. the Bing are the the Ravens have a litany of good, really good fast wide receivers. Track, Drake London is a force, right? The Steelers they can beat you on big plays at uh, times. George freaking Pickens, can you imagine? <laughs> uh, Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, even Adam Thielen had a buck like fifty over the yeah. weekend. So what I'm saying is my point. If you compare, you have help with the offensive line and maybe some lesser premier top five pass rushers that you've already had to get through in three games versus what's on the horizon, it being, and I referenced the point that I started the show with, it's a passing league and wide receivers. And we didn't even mention the Miami Dolphins yeah, we didn't uh, get in yet. prime time down the road where Tyree right. Kill is going to feast on somebody. And it's either going to be Fulton McCreary. He may even feast on Farley, who may still be on the PUP list. Uh, you know, that I think that's my justification. That, and also Mike Vrabel, when we listen to him, his tone—I mean, he's not real happy about the secondary getting burned and missing assignments and and having penalties and giving up big plays. Yeah. So both are issues. I think we got the title of the show correct. And we are, you know, confirmed that there are two major issues. It is offensive line and the secondary. Yeah. I want to go to the next level on this. Noah uh, and some others have a a suggestion here. I've also got some, uh, two things to keep in mind as well as we go deeper in this conversation, uh, which is easier uh, which is more fixable, the Titans O-line or the Titans cornerbacks. But first, the Bone and Joint Institute, they can take care of you whenever an injury occurs in life. That's always just a, 
an inconvenience. You hate when you get hurt because then you got to deal with it. It messes up your daily flow and you got to go plan visits and go all over town for different tests and clinics and, and, and getting you back to recovery. The Bone and Joint Institute makes it easy on you because you just go to one place. It's right there in Franklin. It's the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And they do everything under one roof for your convenience uh, right there, boneandjointtn.org. They've helped me out uh, with some injuries in my past. Zach, I know you've had the same thing for you. If you have a son or daughter who gets hurt playing youth sports, check them out, boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use that bonus code ATOZ Sports. Get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. And that is for new users. So if you're a new user, you've not downloaded the app yet, still plenty of time to get in on the action with BetMGM. We love BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right, A to Z Sports here live. Hopefully, we get our Facebook situation figured out. Thank you for everybody who's jumped over from Facebook on YouTube while we navigate through this. Uh, so I wanted to get to a couple other layers on, on this. So Noah brings up left tackle Raidens, left guard Skronsky, center Brunskill, right guard NPF, right tackle Hubbard. Look, I, I, I think Raidens at left tackle and Peter Skronsky at left guard is interesting because Dylan Raidens replaced Dennis Daly last season against the Chargers and then tore his ACL on that 15th snap at left tackle. So if Dylan Raidens can be also a part of the fix, uh, I don't think Skronsky is going to move outside. I, I know a lot of people on social media, a lot of fans and some media are talking about the idea of that. I, I, I agree. Think, I, don't need, I don't I think the Titans want their best offensive lineman to help out their undersized center, Aaron Brewer, who I think is playing fine. They want to help Ryan Tannehill's pocket not collapse with Peter Skaronsky. So I think that's something there too. Here, I'm going to, I want to interject real quick because I think I I agree. I don't think Skaronsky's going to left tackle. I did believe that when they first drafted him, I thought that that's probably what was, you know, why you draft an offensive lineman in the top 11, you know, but what I think that they're doing is here's the long play of Rand Carthon. I think he's trying to shear up, that left side and it's just going to take time for whatever new quarterback is going to come in here over the next couple of years. Not Tannehill's not going to be the future. It's just, that's the facts. Yeah. So I think it's going to, that, that was the first piece in building some protection for the new quarterback in the future. Yeah. Um. So another thing too, to bring up, because you brought up the lack of Caleb Farley, not helping your corners. Well, you've, you had to sign Andre Dillard, you, you know, you didn't have any other options beside Dennis Daly last year because you whiffed on the Isaiah Wilson pick. And then Dylan Radins did not end up being what you hoped he was as a second round pick the draft after that. So now you're, you're talking about such the key, makeup pick really hurt key whiffs in two in the, the two biggest problems on the team this year are key whiffs in the first round in previous drafts that are burning you. Missing on Isaiah Wilson in 2020 did not hurt you that year. It also didn't hurt you from getting the one seed in the AFC in 2021, but it's killing you right now and last year. Now Farley's injuries are really hurting you right now because he should be in year three figuring it the hell out and playing at a high level. So those two things hurt. There's another aspect of where I think the corners can get better help. and. I see this on the other side of the ball. The Titans receivers 
and the Titans passing game can't get anything quick going. Why? It's because I think the opposing defensive backs know that they don't have to cover for very long because the Titans O-line is so bad. So if you're a corner and you know that my guy is going to get to the quarterback pretty quickly, I can be more aggressive at the beginning of the down. And so I can eliminate the quick option because I'm playing more aggressive because if I get beat 15 yards down the field, Tannehill's probably sacked or, or hit or having to scramble and throw the ball away anyway. So like the, now the corners opposite of you can play more aggressive. The Titans pass rush whiffed and missed out on several attempts to get Deshaun Watson down, which is making their back end problems look even worse. Yeah. And you know, I think the, the struggle with, they're going to have to fix these two problems. I mean, there's a, if we talk about fixing problems, yeah, these problems need to be fixed if they're going to get back right and you got to get back to 500 at two and two. And then the, the, the one thing is like, this is why I always early in the football season, I'm like, don't overreact. They still have not played a divisional game, right? So they have no wins or losses in the division. Now, the problem is the Texans look like they're getting better. And, you know, the Colts have looked better without their star quarterback, which is, I think, unique. And the Jags are the Jags. The Jags have a good roster. Whether, you know, you can erase the loss to the Texans over the weekend. They've got a good roster. They still have not played any divisional games. And Austin... We started the show with all of the problems that they've uh, they've accrued over the last several years with their star players being out. I'm sure we'll you talk about this later in the week. Traylon Burks has to be better. Their best player, Derrick Henry, has to be better. DeAndre Hopkins has to catch a touchdown pass one day. Brian Tannehill is going to have to throw a touchdown pass one day. You know their pass rush that they're paying all this money to Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry and and and. Arden Arden Key and Key. Danico Autry. Yeah. Danico Autry is going to have to sack a quarterback one day. Well, Danico Autry has a sack in every game so far. So he is he is also in that Kevin Byer, Roger McCreary group. Too. Yeah, the line of consistency. That's fair. Yes. But you have, you've got to attack and be able to be the fierce front four that they've been facing the first couple of games, right? Yeah. Like, you've got to instill fear into an offensive line and into a quarterback and really into an offensive scheme. And I just don't think that the Titans, I don't think that they do that with their pass rush yet. I'll say yet. They mm-hmm. definitely do that with their run defense. People don't want to run against them because they get caught because they're so big up front, but that's not where they're getting beat. And so these things have to change. I think, okay, here, I'll ask you a question. You, you we, we are, are the offensive line or the corners fixable? Are both fixable? Man, ah, uh, I don't. I mean, the, the only way to fix the cornerbacks are just for Christian Fulton and SMB to figure it out. Honestly, like they have to play better. They have to play more disciplined. I, I don't know if that's compromising and give and being okay with giving up some stuff underneath and just tackling well and not getting smoked and run by because the X plays are killing them. You know, I, I think fixable by changing personnel. No, both are not 
fixable that way. Because the corners, Trey Avery's just not going to play better than the other guys. Because Will Christian Fulton? Will Roger McCreary? Will Sean Murphy Bunting? I mean, yeah, I guess like, do you trust that Fulton will play better? I think he's going to play better than he has the first two games because he honestly can't get any worse because he's allowing a perfect quarterback rating when he's being targeted. So like that, like this is not going to sustain. Like there is a little bit of just Christian Fulton having some bad luck in that too, because cornerbacks job description. Well, he's facing get, the best wide receivers. No, he's playing a side though. Like the Titans play a side. He plays the right side of the defense and SMB plays the left side of the defense. So not all the time, but the players that he's getting beat against, I feel like at least are the best players on offense. Chris like, Olave seen- and Amari Cooper. And Keenan yeah. Allen. Well, he didn't play that game. Fulton was out. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Keenan Allen had over, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams combined for 200 yards. And Trey Avery was out there playing a lot with SMB. So, and SMB had a pretty good game against the Chargers. If you go back and look at it, he made some good plays in man-to-man coverage. I think James Foster of A to Z Film Room did some, uh, some content on that. So, you know, I just don't think it's going to change personnel. It's going to have to be those guys stepping up and playing better. And I just don't know how high the ceiling is. Probably not that high. The floor well, should did, be higher than it is. Well, they got to play better against the Cincinnati Bengals. I did get an update on T. Higgins. Oh, good. All right, let's uh, let's get an update on T. Higgins here in a second. We'll talk some Bengals here too. But first, Krebs Kubota. Uh, Krebs Kubota, they should be your preferred equipment provider in Middle Tennessee. They are an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the straight direct line, the best equipment in the industry with the Kubota line, and also the best warranties in the equipment industry with Kubota as well, uh, but also the best customer service with the name Krebs. The Krebs family has been doing this for over 18 years in Middle Tennessee. They have three amazing locations, Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro. Their website's really sharp and good looking at KrebsKubota.com. Whether you need something small around the house, around the yard, uh, with a trimmer or a mower that fits your needs. They've got that. Any of the accessories to go along with it as well, the implementations there, or the big uh, power units for your property that you've got out there in the county land across Middle Tennessee. Krebs Kubota can do it all. They are experts, and they want to make sure that you uh, have what you need to get done at your home and at your property. Check them out online, KrebsKubota.com. It is the sports powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. They got all of your, your lines, your futures. You can bet on whatever your heart desires. Just use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up. BetMGM, they are the king of sports books. All right, real quick. Uh, Boseman says uh, that Fulton did play in that game. That's the game he got hurt in against the Chargers. No, Fulton got hurt against the Saints, went out, then came back in, gave up the big third down conversion to the rookie receiver for the saints that allowed the saints to ice the game. Uh, and then he missed the chargers game and then he came back and get whooped by Amari Cooper. Uh, so what's the uh, T Higgins injury update? Well, it's not great. Um, for the Titans or for the Bengals for the Titans. Oh, <laughs> cramps. Oh, uh, Cincinnati inquirer says that he left, um, the game went to the locker room, 21 yards, two catches, targeted eight times returned from the locker room uh was treated for cramps essentially yeah so, so just drank some pickle juice and then was probably good to go but hey two catches for 20 yards on eight targets is not exactly efficient and, well and that was that was a, a mucky game 
last night. That was not the Rams. I at least I thought that was not the the Bengals Rams that we've seen over the last couple of years, right? They, it's those, the Bengals and Rams that you've seen this year. Yeah. I think that's the problem is that both of these teams that were facing each other in the Super Bowl not too long ago are shells of those rosters. Both quarterbacks have dealt with injuries. I think, you know, Burrow's obviously dealing with one now. I, I, I think it's, this game is interesting because we talked last week, Zach, towards the end of the week about not allowing Deshaun Watson to get right against you. And did, did Deshaun Watson play like phenomenally? No, but the Titans allowed him to make mistakes and then to overcome those mistakes in the game. And Joe Burrow, did he play well? No, his quarterback rating was under 60 again this season but they won the game and he made enough plays in the game for them to beat the the Rams to, to get to one and two. So, well, when you I, play I, the Titans, that's the type of game you're probably going to play <laughs> is, is like a, a, a tight, close three point ball game. That's going to come down to the wire. You know, like that's, that's the type of game that the Titans play and they are going to, you know, you talk about pass rush. They are going to have to disrupt Joe Burrow. He's not going to be able to run around like Deshaun Watson was able to do at times, which is a benefit. So you need to go hit him and hit him hard. And that will hopefully help the corners a little bit. You talk about get right. Those are the guys that need to get right. And Joe Burrow threw a, I mean, the pick made by the young Rams corner last night late was a phenomenal play, but can Joe Burrow throw you one? You know, we've been waiting for a Kevin Byard pick. You know, he got robbed of the scoop and score uh, in week one against yeah. the Saints. But maybe, you know, you can get – Amani Hooker's been a good – been doing well at getting his hand on the football. Uh, I think uh, there's some opportunities here. But here, this, this comment from top tier is interesting. Titans are no longer the team that punches people in the mouth. They take more punches. And I, I find that to be fairly accurate, at least so far. You know, we've known Vrabel's teams to be the initiator the aggressor, the tone setter, and they haven't in a couple spots so far this season. Well, and that is a good comment because how the Titans want to play football is run the football, drum up clock. They want the ball. They want to hand it off to Derrick Henry. They want to make a couple of clean 10 to 12-yard passes to get into the red zone, and they want to run Derrick Henry more, and they want to get up on you 7 nothing with three minutes and 46 seconds left to go in the first quarter. That's, that is their ideal start. They have not been able to do that. And I think it doesn't mean that they won't be able to, but that's how they want to play football. And if you don't get into that mode, then you have got to do some things that are a little bit unorthodox. And you're relying on Ryan Tannehill DeAndre Hopkins, Traylon Burks, and this offensive line that has not really performed very well in three games. Doesn't mean yeah. that they can't, but through three games, we have not seen that cohesiveness of the offensive unit to go down there and get and take what they want. That I think heading into the season, there was a lot of unknowns, but hell, you got DeAndre Hopkins. You got an emerging first round pick in Traylon Burks going into his second year. Kyle Phillips is finally healthy. Chig can finally build on what he did from a season ago. The offensive line is completely redone. You got a first-round draft pick now protecting Ryan Tannehill. Andre Dillard, who's a fir- former first-round draft pick, is going to be better than Dennis Daly. All That's of these things. Right. All, but like all of these yeah. things 
that you thought, man, the Titans actually could put up points. The Titans can't. They are not a 30-point team. And in this league, especially in the AFC, if you're going to beat the Chiefs, the Dolphins, or the Bills, you're going to have to put up 30 points. Yeah. And they haven't since they played the Dolphins two seasons ago. And, you know, I think the Titans... I, I would take the Titans to win a lot of seven on seven football games. <laughs> like now that also eliminates their front seven on defense or front four on defense, I guess. But this offense, you think it look like it's got the right pieces. You're like, Oh, shifty uh, slot receiver, uh, two big body receivers that are good at catching the ball with their hands away from their body, a versatile athletic explosive tight end, uh, a running back that can catch up the backfield and Ty J Spears and an accurate passer in Tannehill. All that sounds good until Ryan Tannehill gets hit in the face on the first five pass attempts. And now he's like keeping his eyes down and looking for the next Miles Garrett sack instead of keeping his eyes up and hitting an open Burks down the field. It's, it's not going very well because like I said yesterday, you move the offensive line around a bunch, but you didn't really clean it up off the floor. And so that's the problem with it right now. Yeah, it, it truly is. Uh, Mike Vrabel doesn't allow his teams to get too far behind. I mean, they haven't really had a season where they've started really behind. They were seven and three guys last year. You remember that? What a pipe dream. Seven and three with all the things that they went through. You don't get that luxury every year. Cincinnati's experiencing that, right? They're one and two fighting for their lives because they go to one and three and lose to the Titans. And Joe Burrow's still, a calf is still not 100%. They're going to be in some big time trouble. The Titans are in the same situation. Uh, this is not a must-win game, but this is a better win game. Well, this is when the Titans started to turn things around last year. Because remember, they were 0-2. They won Week 3, and they started to put some things together against, I believe, the Colts in Week 4. They beat them to get to 2-2 two two on their way to 7-3. and three. Since then, they've lost 9 of their last 10. Uh, and by the way, the Bengals opened uh, – or the, I'm sorry, the Titans opened as a one-and-a-half-point favorite it very quickly shifted to Bengals minus two and a half um, last night, right after that game ended, I went ahead and took Bengals money line minus minus one thirty-five, Zach and put a pretty nice bet, you know, for my units um, on that money line for the Bengals to win the game. Cause I just, I just feel like this is trending in a bad way for the Titans because Hey, Joe Burrow's never lost to Mike Vrabel either. And so there's a, there's that monkey you got to get off your back too, on top of Trey Hendrickson. It's all about the calf. That's right. It's all about the calf. That can change things. You know, that's going to be the X factor for the Bengals season. Yeah. And uh, this game on Sunday. Yeah. And we were texting with our website managing group last night. And Charles Goldman, one of our managing editors, was talking about how they definitely rushed the calf injury back. But I think that, you know, the, the contract situation with Joe Burrow, felt like it forced their hand. It would be very strange to give Burrow a massive amount of money and then to just be patient with a soft tissue injury out of the gates of a season. But that probably would have been the smarter thing to do if you can step back a little bit and get out of that immediate feeling. Well, the Bengals, they couldn't, they can't start bad, right? Because their division is very difficult. You know, the Steelers are not bad. The Steelers are not the, the Steelers that we saw a, a couple of years ago, right? That were losing all those games. The Browns are considerably better. The Ravens are really good. They don't have the luxury that he has to play. Yeah, for sure. You ready to throw some shade? I am. 
All right, let's throw some shade here on this Tuesday. Again, switching up the segments. Throwing shade on Tuesday. Get your shade ready to roll. Thanks again to Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon. Say hey to Payne Bowen for us. Great guy running things in Lebanon at Wilson County Hyundai. Online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Throwing shade here. To wrap up this Tuesday, I'm sure there are a ton of shade to be thrown. I see Ed throw shade at Lou Holtz for calling Ohio State soft. And then Ryan Day uh, comes out and throws shade on national television uh, at Lou Holtz for calling his team soft after the Notre Dame game. That was a wild finish. Wild finish, but a very fun finish uh, at that. Yeah, you, Ryan Day was ticked. I mean... He was upset at that. That he that really motivated. I didn't realize. I mean, I watched that segment live. I was happened to be watching the Pat McAfee show, and I watched it live, and it was entertaining. Right? It was fun. I the was Lou like, Holtz segment. Yeah, I hadn't seen Coach Lou in a long, long time. But, you know, Coach Lou's been kind of off at ESPN recently. To see that's good right there. <laughs> that's good right there. He has, but he was in good spirits, and he said some damning things to Ohio State. Ohio State ended up uh, getting the W. That's a, there's no shade right there. That was a great impression. Thank you. That was, that was not a good impression. That was a great impression. There I do a great Lou Holtz. I haven't Coach done it in Lou. a long time. <laughs> uh, Eric says, uh, shade on the whole Titan situation be better. Uh, Elk says, throwing shade on everyone go, uh, going after Ryan Day for sticking up for his team. <laughs> so for me on that, I had no idea what Lou Holtz said. So I was like, oh my God, what like what happened? <laughs> like I was very caught off guard. Well, the happened. older you get, the less Fs you give, right? Yeah. And Lou, Lou is right in that mode of he doesn't he doesn't care. He yeah. does not care. Shade on Brable for uh sucking the life out of the team. I, I don't necessarily believe that. Shade on Christian Fulton. Um, Stephen King's very nice shade. We don't get Zach as much. Well, I'm here now, so uh, soak it in. Uh, shade on all the sports pages posting nothing but Taylor Swift from Ashley, hey. which is pretty funny. I figured we were going to get a Taylor Swift shade, so Ashley, yeah. thank you for uh confirming that. Noah says, Shade on all the media making Dion and Colorado the victim after the Oregon game. I don't think that was the case, I think they just got their butts whipped. Um, hello, ladies. Uh, that's not a shade. Let's see here. Shade on Chig for missing an open catch. That was, you know, there's some missed plays. This would be something interesting, maybe for your future show, Austin. Lining up all of the missed big plays. You know, Bayard's return touchdown. You had Chig's missed uh, catch against New Orleans. Tajay Spears, the missed throw for Ryan Tannehill. I mean, there has been some pretty big plays that were missed opportunities. Yeah. I mean, there were 21 points in the Saints game alone. Traylon Burks dropped pass. Traylon Burks, Traylon's dropped a couple. Chiggs dropped a couple, uh, no doubt, um, on that. Um, let's see. Throwing shade. Um, Amber says, throwing shade for the dummy Titans fans who always big ups our players when they have done, when they have one good season. I'm not really sure what that means. Uh, but more throwing shade here on the, on the show. Uh, Pistol says, shade on the whole NFL refs. Yeah, NFL refs just suck. Like, how is Roger? How can Roger Goodell says that the refereeing and officiating is in a great spot when they consistently make the dumbest decisions? And like, why are they? The Amari Cooper play was two mistakes in one, and the the mistake 
of not allowing a play to, to play out and blowing a whistle, calling something dead is so avoidable for NFL refs, college refs, everybody, anybody that has the ability to have review to help them out, like let it happen and go fix it later. But if you, if you make a, try to make a cool, like, Oh, I saw it and call it there. It's all on you then. It's so I feel like that needs to be understood within the NFL game that that's what they're doing to get it right. So we don't criticize the refs as much because we know that they are taught. Let's just play this out. There's got to be a reason why they're not doing that. Uh, well, no, because that that has been an emphasis over the last couple of years. But and I every feel coach, like it's not every anymore. coach tells their players, keep going, right? Like just if you got the ball, run. <laughs> you don't just run until you get to the end zone or until a referee grabs you before you get to the end zone. Just keep going. It's so bad. It's uh, so we'll bad. Get, we'll get to your shade. Tiffany says shade on the lack of state funding for behavioral health patients. The ER is not an appropriate place for their needs. Uh, that's correct. Uh, that there, there, Tiffany. What is your shade, Austin? Yeah, you know, I was trying to. I, I was going to let you take Facebook if you wanted to. Um, so I was trying. I to have Facebook. another. I've got other shade. Okay, well, I, we can co-shade Facebook. Uh, so I was going to go to the uh, upcoming shade. Just my future shade of. Just being, I, I knew Halloween was going to be Barbie and Ken all over the place, but now it's just going to be dudes in Travis Kelsey jerseys and girls dressed up as Taylor Swift. Like, I, I don't know which one I'm going to hate more. I'm probably going to hate the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift uh, Halloween duos more than the Barbie duos. Cause I do feel like there's some creativity things you can do with the Barbie Ken stuff, but the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift Halloween costume duos are just going to make me mad because Travis Kelsey's a douche and I've always felt that way. And so if you're rocking a Kelsey 87 chiefs Jersey on Halloween, cause your significant other wants to be Taylor Swift, then you're definitely a douche too. That's my shade. (laughs) That's good shade. Well, this is, these are the type of things that I could see Travis Kelsey wearing. This is what I saw on the internet this morning. I was like, what is this? Darren Bell says the other <laughs> ugliest sneaker has been perfected by a brand called Balmain. I don't know what that is. That and, looks like I tried to tie up my umbrella the wrong way. Right. And they're, they're $1,195. This is some Travis Kelsey, I think could, would be seen in, right? He could be oh. rocking those, but I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like who buys that it's, and I, I don't claim to be the fashionista of, you know, New York or France or LA or any of the other, you know, big markets. But I just, you see those type of shoes and they look bad and they're like, you know, $20,000. And it's like, you, if you have that much money, you can spend it on whatever you want, but find something better than that. Like isn't the whole Balenciaga stuff. I think Balenciaga, I think it looks awful. I, I just don't think it looks good. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's it's like a high they actually got in trouble for like weird stuff for their brand, but it's a very high value brand that uh you gotta pay a lot of money to. So that that was my shade. Uh once I saw that anybody paid a thousand dollars for uh whatever the hell you call that. <laughs> that's my shade. 
Oh, so you want to co-throw shade on Facebook or do we just want to thank our people that watch on Facebook who have made the transition over to YouTube to stick with us as we try to figure out everything that's going on? Yeah, we're navigating this tough time. Uh, Yeah, right. Randomly, Facebook uh, wouldn't let us stream. Uh, It it looks like it's a bug in the system, but we have no idea. And obviously, Facebook support, I mean, I could throw shade on them every day of my life. Uh, They don't help you. They don't know what they're doing. And so... Uh, we have had to transition to the good thing is, is people, as you said, Austin have come to YouTube. It doesn't mean like it, this will be like this forever, but for the time being it will. So shade on Facebook for not fixing our problem. Yeah. We have our best people on it, right? All the, all the cliches we're we're doing what we need to do to, to get this figured out. And here's my, now I'm going to dive a little bit deeper to Facebook (laughs) because uh, Mark Zuckerberg, I feel like he has just completely like, the stock is at an all-time high. They fired 11,000 people in November. They've really do- dove into AI, which is a problem because it doesn't help people. It just is a system. And he is now just focusing on VR, right? Virtual reality. And he's just forgotten about his multi-billion dollar business called Facebook that still people are on, whether you're young or old, it doesn't matter. Uh, and I think that it, it, it's like, he, you know, you go look at his Instagram, nothing is about Facebook. It's all about Oculus and all of that stuff. So uh, he's he's trying to get ahead in the future, which I understand is a business, but you also have to regulate and, and help the product that is currently making you as much money as they are. And the only reason why he can work on VR is because of what Facebook did for him. But he he doesn't. So I don't know who when we'll be back on Facebook, but um, it won't be today. <laughs> I'll I just will say that. So uh, hopefully in the future. Yep, stick with us on that. But hey, we'll uh, keep it rolling and make sure you like the show for us because likes go a long way with YouTube. So please, please, please like the show before you add out here, and also share the link wherever you can, whether it's group text. If you're in Facebook groups, share our YouTube link to that. That would help us out and go a long way as well as other social platforms. But make sure you like the show before you head out of here. Buck Rising Live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning at 8. Appreciate it as always. Adios.